your frame. You understand where I'm coming from, Slim? Fuck down to stay the mind that I'm trapped in if you want to see me. This is by Smith and Wesson. With the mighty youth, then my lick off a shot. Cause the roots fill around my way to get hot. Had to relocate, update with my inner. Welcome to what I call my self therapy, my my internet voicemail dumpings of brain zaps none of it makes sense i listen to music and i talk into a mic about everything that might get me in trouble one day and i'm doing it willingly (laughs) i'm waiting for someone to grab something and be like this guy's a piece of shit and then people are being like we're angry at this guy because he seems like he's a piece of shit I think I don't think I've I've gathered enough credits to do the, to have that happen yet. I think I need to be more famous for that to happen. No one gives a fuck about me right now, you know. <laughs> I could be secretly making millions of dollars. No one's saying anything. But I promise you, I fucking promise you, if I try to run for presidency or if I try to do anything that's semi like in the public eye as as a servant of a, a good Samaritan, you know. If I try to do any of that, something will come up. In this recording, you said that you felt this way about Hondas. What do you mean about Japanese people? <laughs> What's a you know? A lot of people. I stopped myself from going for to the other hole, but I was gonna say, "What's up with this culture?" But I also then remembered that. People call it the outrage culture, but I like to call it the snitching culture because everybody's snitching. What the fuck happened? When did we become proud snitcher, snitchers? I get it. Like on the subway, it says like, hey, if you see, you know, suspicious activity, tell somebody. That makes sense. But to snitch all the time? Apparently there was a kid. I don't know how he came up with whatever idea he came up with, but it had to do with beer and him putting up a sign that people thought was funny and everybody Venmoed and PayPal him money and he made like a million dollars. But out of good faith, he decided to give it to charity. And then the beer company that was involved in his little act was like, you know what, we'll do all this stuff and we'll match your money to give it to the charity. And then some reporter goes to his Twitter account, to this kid's Twitter account, and grabs something from when he was 16 years old and says, this guy's racist, homophobic, all this stuff, right? (laughs) So people are like, cancel this motherfucker. The beer company drops him. They still make the donation, apparently, but they're like, everything else, fuck that. We don't want to be associated with this guy because, dude, I don't understand how people are so quick to drop people, but whatever. You know, you got to protect your assets. And like the young generation even drinks beer anymore. These fucking idiots. <laughs> Our demographic is going to be angry at us. The people that are angry are not your demographic, bro. The song is called Mad Ism. IZM by Channel Live. We're listening to 90s hip-hop today. So they cancel him. They cancel the kid. Because he is forever on the internet a racist homophobe. And what's crazy about it is that 
he will never have, I mean, I don't know, maybe he'll end up being famous one day, but he won't have the, the same opportunity as famous people because that search result associating with his name will be forever the first thing that shows up on Google. And that's not something someone decides. That's an algorithm. You know, it just measures and sees whatever article is associated with this name, the highest amount of clicks goes to the top. That's just how it is. So if you're not someone who's constantly making headlines and burying the old ones, you're fucked. You just need one thing on you, on Google, and you're forever fucked. So this kid will have this fucking thing hanging over his head. And it turns out that he was quoting Daniel Tosh, a comedian, and some other comedians, and he's 16, impressionable 16-year-old. Who the fuck doesn't say the most retarded shit when they're 16? Just utterly, utterly, utterly unnecessary dumb things. I'm using that word, the R word, in that context. Don't fucking come after me saying, Yo, you're talking badly about the people. Don't be so fucking sensitive. Calm down. (laughs) Calm down. We need you to chill out. You're making the world a worse place by being so anxious all the time. You're no different than vegans. Preachy vegans, which I was one myself. Don't be a preachy fucking vegan. Shut the hell up, you know? All our opinions matter so much. The fact that I'm recording this is just stupid, you know? Because, you know, I'm committing to recording this, putting it online, putting a, 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 what, a cover on it, naming it, putting a description. Who gives a shit? (laughs) You know what I mean? Why does it matter? There's a part of me that thinks I should put this out. Why? It does not matter. And it's not important. It's a blip and a bleep in the constant orchestra of this universe. Namaste. You know what I mean? It's a bleep. It's a tiny little boop. That's it. That was it. (laughs) Anyways, they pull up his Twitter. And they say racist, homophobe, all this stuff. Canceled. Then a group of people go dig on the journalist who reported on this thing. And they found his tweets from back in the day that were racist and homophobic sounding. And then he gets canceled. (laughs) What? <laughs> there's a there's a counter movement and I'm a big fan of it. Because yeah, dude, you can't just go around accusing people and attaching bad things to people and weighing them down. I mean, granted, it's better than lawsuits. It seems like I don't know. Does my generation, I'm 34 now, but does my generation and younger, are we suing people? I don't have the fucking money to sue anything. I could go into 7-Eleven and a shark comes out of the fucking freezer and bites my hand off. I can't. I can't afford it. Unless a fucking lawyer comes out of the woodwork, then he's like, I'll do this work for you because I believe you have a case. Then, yeah, but for me to hire somebody, by the way, what a weird analogy. I get it. But it's okay. It's on the spot. Nothing's scripted. That's why it's honest. You know? I'm not sitting here with that voice. Whatever. So, you know, less lawsuits. But, you know, we're doing the other stuff. We're, like, just saying, like, that guy sucks. 
And then people mob and they're like, yeah, that guy sucks. I'm really sick of comedians having to qualify everything they say and being so worried about like getting in trouble. Because ultimately, they're worried about advertisers. You'll get it. You're getting censored everywhere on YouTube, on on stage, and on any app, and in real world, it's just everybody's policing each other. And it's like, why are we policing each other? Why is that our job to do that for each other? Plus, who the fuck appointed this person, whatever this rhetorical person is? To be a judge of other people's behaviors. The people that go on Twitter and share their thoughts and feelings about justices and injustices and verdicts and their opinions. I get it. Some of them are qualified, but even them are way out of touch. It's like, who the fuck qualified you to be, you know, a judge of another person? Who are you? Are you so great? What is your greatness? Because I tell you, happy people don't bring other people down. Happy people don't inflict pain on other people. They don't. And the internet and the the voice of the internet, the loud one, is a bunch of unhappy people. Nervous. Nervous and unhappy. You know? A happy person doesn't make you feel guilty about stuff. You can say a happy person is a person who's able to love. Because at that point you can love. You can't fucking love when you're always like angry and shit. I've said this before. It's like my generation can't talk shit about Trump. Especially when they're so angry at each other all the time. Everybody's paranoid. Everybody is like name calling. Everybody's so accusatory and mistrusting and... And out for themselves. The level of narcissism and vanity is so through the roof. I do not like seeing anyone's Instagram. I have decided. I hate everyone's Instagram. Of course I hate myself too. But everybody's so vain. And they show such a weird side of themselves on their thing. And that's like deep quotes. And fucking curated images and filters. And like, ah, just so over it. I'm so over it. I wish I didn't need it. I really wish I didn't need it. I need people to go to the website. I need people to buy stuff so I can sustain myself. I wish I didn't need it. And I don't understand people that use it for personal use. I'm saying I don't understand it. I'm not saying you suck. I don't get it. To post about my relationships, my ups and downs. Well, I mean, never downs. People never put put their downs on there. People are putting their lives on there. It's, ah, God, we should go back. We should go back to writing each other letters. We should send postcards to each other. We should call each other. We should gather around. We should hang out, you know? We should put, like, parks to use. We should put, like, banquet halls to use. Fucking sitting around doing nothing. We're all scrolling. How much inspiration do we need? How much architecture do I need to see? How much fucking like nice landscaping do I need to see? Art do I need to see? History do I need to see? 
I don't follow anyone that posts like hot girls and stuff. So thank fucking God. But I know like there are accounts that follow 7,000 people. <laughs> Literally, there are people that they, they fucking follow 7,000 people. I know people personally that follow 1,700 people. What? <laughs> that was literally my body reacting to that thought. Sorry if you heard something that felt painful <laughs> or just weird. But that was just me resenting that thought. I haven't been paying much attention to political news. I know what's going on. I don't get emotionally invested in it. But the climate stuff really gets to me. And I I, I think I'm going to delete this fucking app. Flipboard actually right now. Let's get rid of this fucking thing. Um, let me see. What am I doing? Oh, Flipboard. Or should I just... No, I should just get rid of it because eh, I'll still check it for like tech news and other stuff. I'm just clicking on it because I'm out of things to click on because I, you know, I took away all my apps and I recently downloaded Snapchat. I'm going get to get rid of that too. What the fuck do I need Snapchat for right now? I was going to maybe use it if I got a new iPhone because I love, I love the idea of playing with those cameras. But if I haven't gotten it yet, I don't need these fucking apps. And then what else am I going to do? Instagram gets to stay, I guess. All right, I guess that's it. That's all I have as far as social media apps go. And even that's bothering me. I just sit on it and fucking scroll. I like the people I follow. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I like the people I follow. I like seeing their stuff and I'm constantly consuming it. But like, it doesn't help me anymore. I was able to put out a coffee table book when I put aside social media. And I can't say right now with photography, I'm like really that inspired. And maybe that's because I'm fucking on Instagram. So bye. Yeah, dude. Bye. I have a couple of people that I'm planning shoots with, so I can't just say bye. But bye, you know. Hmm. What if I had a shoot hotline? Hey, that's actually not not a bad idea. What if like a Google voice number? Hey, you want to shoot with me? Call this number. I'm off of Instagram now. We'll see. That's just an invitation for weirdos to come in. God, fucking things could be so nice if we just didn't have weirdos. You can't blame them. It's all part of the circle of life.
was talking to my friend Tiana today. By the way, that song is called Gurbet by Ozdemir Erdogan. Good luck with spelling that. I was talking to my friend Tiana today, and she asked me if I've been feeling more intense lately, and I said yes. And she, um, she and I then continued to talk about how she feels the same, but there was like a clear sign that I'm like on the more pessimistic edge, and I don't disagree with her. I'm definitely more on the pessimistic edge of things, but it's not in the way that I see things. I think it's more in the way I'm just finding comedy in the most darkest shit. And I can't tell if it's a sign of giving up or is a sign of, you know, not resisting it. You know, you could put that judgment on it, whether I've given up on it or I'm just open to anything now and I can hopefully see a different perspective. But I don't see it as a negative thing. I do feel bad that my intensity could probably maybe affect someone's <laughs> calmness, you know? And I'm not all the, all the time at this level, but I have been more lately. I want to say part of it is maybe the news stuff I've been paying attention to. I think part of it comes from like career frustrations. The other stuff comes from, you know, the self-judgments of thinking you need to be this and you're not. And, you know, you should be here. You're not. You should be producing this and you're not. Right. Which comes from social media. You're constantly reminded that people are doing stuff all the time. And it's not like um, everyone's doing something all the time. It's like this guy does something and he goes quiet for a while, but then someone else does something. So in your head, there's people doing stuff. And then the other guy comes back and does something else. And it's like, that's just a cycle. But that guy didn't do something for like two years, maybe. But it looks like they're doing stuff all the time. I don't know. <laughs> um, I sent her a song to to illustrate my mood lately at times. Um especially when I'm driving now, I don't have road rage, but I do have road frustration. And the way people are driving is just nuts, especially when areas that have a lot of Ubers coming and going, Uber drivers don't give a fuck. They just stop in the middle of the road just in, in hopes that their five star doesn't become four stars if they like, because they pulled over a little bit further than the drop off point. God for, fucking forbid. But this is a song. song is called Barracuda by Heart. And this is how I've been feeling the past week or so. It's a dash of anarchy and rebellion mixed with hope and courage. <laughs> Trying to figure it out. I don't know. I definitely am not judging myself for it. I don't give a shit at this point. Like... What? I'm supposed to be always happy? I'm supposed to always be optimistic? Am I supposed to be, you know, a well-spoken, soft person to be spiritual and accepted as enlightened or something? Or to be seen as smart or intelligent or trustworthy or whatever the fuck? 
<laughs> you know? Do I need to show those colors at all times visibly for people to see it? Or do I just accept it for myself? That's who I am. And when it needs to be, it needs to be. But when you feel like your career and your life kind of depends on people's perception of you and like recommending you or thinking of you when they need something, it's like that plays into your psyche a little bit and kind of stops you from being a fucking maniac, you know? And I'm not saying I want to be a maniac, but you know, what's stopping me? What's stopping me? There's definitely a barrier between me and realities that I would explore if I didn't have that blockage of what would people think? Shame. You know? <laughs> it's not the weirdest thing. That's funny. See, like, even my imagination is going to, like, <laughs> such fucking crazy scenarios. And I'm laughing really hard at them. But if you showed me that visual to me a year ago and were like, hey, this is the kind of visuals you're going to get and laugh at in a year, I'd be like, whoa. All right. I wonder what's going on in his life. Life's good, though. I'm laughing. I'm eating more. I'm trying to gain weight. Uh, I've gained three pounds, four pounds since I started three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um, I'm active-ish. I've gone on walks. I've made really good new friends. Uh, I have new projects I'm working on. There's hopefully money coming in. Uh, maybe I can upgrade some stuff shooting a thing you know i'm like there's stuff going on it's active but at the same time it feels like not i don't know why i don't know why i guess when you feel like uh, there's an anticipation because i was about to say it feels like something's coming but i've had that feeling for a long time the past two years and I don't know what that something is but I do have a part of me thinking hey maybe you know stock up on water I don't know what that is I'm literally shrugging my shoulders if you can see me I have great shoulders for podcasts they show up real well but I just shrug them because I don't know you know I'm just listening So, I don't know, man. I, uh, on paper, it would seem like I should be, you know, dancing on sunshine. But in reality, I'm like playing in mud. I literally feel like I'm naked playing in mud and I'm laughing and I'm like enjoying it. And someone from outside, if they were looking at me, they would be like, he has lost his fucking mind. But I feel. I feel free. The song is called Know That You Know by Patrick Watson. This song fucked me up live in 2015. 
This was the song that put colors and tones into a different palette for me. Who gives a shit? real swampy and just kind of lazy this song brought deep greens and blues into my colors and I didn't have that before really fucked me up this song really really fucked me up when I say that I meant physically like I I, I sh- like I remember this song ended and the song ends with them fading out on the like on Spotify or digitally when you listen to it, they fade out and they take a long time to fade out up until like the last little sound they fade out. It's almost like a train comes, you're listening, 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 and the train keeps going down the the fucking not toilet, what is it, the tunnel, <laughs> and you keep hearing them, but they're disappearing. You know, it's like a it's like a circus on a train. But live, they did that too, where they faded out down to the very last sound in a very, very gentle, cool, they did stuff with light in all the ways. And when that last sound came out and it ended, just because it was the right key note, key or note, which one is it? I don't know. My body almost like, like woke up from a from a trance that I didn't know it was in and then I noticed like three or four people in the audience because it wasn't that many people they also came out of it too and I was like holy fuck we were hypnotized by this song (laughs) song review it was nuts no song had ever done that to me live no live experience had ever done that to me or anyone I've known and it changed the experience of music, you know? I almost feel like if it's not that, I can't participate. But no, I will go somewhere where, like, you could dance. But yeah, I'm dancing, I'm eating, I'm laughing, I'm meeting people, I'm starting to shoot again. I don't know. And I'm really, like, middle fingery right now i don't know why and i'm still shrugging but it's fine i like i like this this um i have to put it into better use that's what it is if i'm gonna feel this way i can't just like let it be i have to put it into use i wonder if i could record something (laughs) dumbass i'm recording the sound (laughs) no like video or something you know but i don't know what i would talk about I guess this is it. This is like I didn't know what I was gonna talk about when I started this. The song came on and I was like, I will talk right now. And I just grabbed the mic. That's how it usually works. But I could put it into use, maybe a video, maybe a written thing, maybe I don't know, go protests. I don't fucking know. But it's it's um it's worth harnessing, right? Whatever the feelings are at that point, it's worth harnessing.
I'll think about it. If you got ideas, you let me know too, you know? I love to hear. See how it faded out? That was cool, right? Anyway, that was Patrick Watson. He's great. What's up with his new album? Is that one out? Nope. I know he went to India... And I was really excited that what the hell he would do. But that kind of sound, you know? Seems like he hasn't put it together yet. <laughs> Dick. Seems like he's gonna just take his sweet ass time when it just seems that way, hmm? Dear Patrick Watson. You know? That was me uh, typing on the keyboard, which also stopped the song. It's fine. It's fine. So, you know, here we were, talking about stuff, and there it was, the point I made, which was none. A poetic. <laughs> Dude, this song, this song is really nice to move to.
voice is so magical jesus christ lasa de de cella de cara el pared butchered that it's fine it's fine what year did this come out 1997 gotta say your album covers are fucking quite quite frightening oh is oh my god is this song live This is the live version in Reykjavik. Well, I'm not going to have you listen to it through here, but if you if you want, it's De Cara en la Pared by Lasa de Sela. It's L H A S A D-E-S-E-L-A. And L.A. is where we live. I, um, I, uh, I'm gonna let go now. I have a lot to think about. <laughs> and so much has happened and I really didn't talk about any of it. But I think it's, what's more on my mind is this whole attitude it's quite different than what how i felt last year i was i felt very calm and gentle and i'm not feeling so gentle right now i have moments but i don't feel the need but i hope i'm not compensating you know what i mean part of the problem is to through my interactions with people recently, especially like going to Beverly Hills and stuff, has been that people take gentleness as something else. And I'm not so sure if I'm okay with just letting that be. So, uh, I think that's it. I've been going back and forth because I had a gallery with a with a artist that I had done. By the way, this song is really developing nicely in the background. People are cheering. Um, I've been going to the west side a lot, Beverly Hills, for the gallery. And, you know, it was, a, it was a collaboration. So, you know, teamwork and all that stuff. But interacting with people on that side is has always left me feeling like I'm such an outsider. And that communication is hard and glitchy and then I hang out with my artist friends and everything's fine and great and I think it's because they understand the gentleness and I do feel very gentle and nice and amazing around my friends but it's around not friends that I I I feel resistance I think I think part of it is when you when you go into a work environment and you don't feel the need to compete or compensate or to show for something, um, people can perceive that in a different way because they're used to people always peacocking and like trying to show a hand or trying to do a thing. 
I don't do that. And I feel like it's in, at certain times problematic. And I wish I could talk about it. I can't because it's too new and fresh. And if I talk about it, then it's obvious who I'm talking about. And it's definitely not the person I'm collaborating with. It's pretty much everyone in West of Western. We'll see. I'm supposed to meet someone in uh, Los Feliz tomorrow and he does something with some magazine and I'm interested to see how that dynamic goes. Um, which of me's do I take? Do I take Barracuda or do I take fucking, you know, Patrick Watson or this song? Because it's like all these songs that resonate with you are you, you know? So like whatever they bring out of you, that's you. So which one do you take? And I don't know. It sucks that it sucks that being gentle and innocent or vulnerable can be seen as something weak. I had a guy friend, one of my best friends for a while. As I let go of that ego dynamic, I found him feeling like He needs to portray the alpha. And if you're not going into a situation with another male with that kind of mentality of trying to be the alpha or whatever the fuck, just don't even care. You're trying to exist with the person and like a, you know, seven-year-old playing with a seven-year-old. But here's this fucking guy trying to be a 17-year-old. And I felt that happen. It slowly went from, I was innately the leader, if you want to call it that, you know? And then three years down the line, the transition of, you know, competition and compensation and all that stuff goes away. And so without that, you're you're putting, you know, (laughs) you're fucking jello. I haven't been able to draw it out of my head because I don't think about it too much. But when I do think about it, I do see a thread and a commonality between these interactions that have something to do with the dynamic of male on male. And people are sensitive. Males are sensitive. Can't fucking roast my male friends. Some of them take it well, and then at some point they actually like turn it to against themselves. It's like, oh, dude, no, don't go so like, it's like real self deprecating. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're right. I have no sense of fashion. It's like, oh, shit. That was a joke, bro. Like, calm down, you know? But they take it and they run with it, and it's like, oh, shit. Oh, boy. So it's like you can't roast them and you can't fucking love them. So what do you do with these fucking guys? Ladies, what do you what do you do? You know? What's going on? <laughs> I can get it. Like we're all a bunch of fatherless fucking dweebs. But shit. 
there's so many guys with like a self, so such a false sense of confidence. I was one of these guys before like I hit 30. I was so confident. What the fuck was I confident in? I had nothing. I had nothing. <laughs> and it wasn't like, I wasn't a hot guy or anything, you know? I did my best, <laughs> whatever that was. But I didn't have like that, you know? I don't know what I was confident in. But somehow I had this fucking like ballooned confidence that really is literally like a millimeter away from being shattered by anybody who says anything that's against it. You know, very sensitive, very reactive, very paranoid and like (laughs) just sad, really. But a lot of guys have that and it's almost like a tool. Sometimes I'm jealous because I'm like, dude, I feel like, how do you have that? How do you just have that? (laughs) I'm too aware of the reality of things. I'm not saying that I'm in like a bragging way. I'm too aware of the reality of things to be that. I'm saying it as if it's a fucking problem because I am. But for the other side also, even if I'm talking to someone who has millions of dollars more than me, I see past that and I see too much and I'm like, I don't fucking care for you either. Like, in the way to give you the satisfaction of treating you in the way that you think I should treat you. I don't. I don't give a shit. I'm being me. And me is vulnerable, is is light, you know? I don't take much of it seriously. I try to talk about what's interesting. I like to see humor happen, laughing happen. Doesn't happen with these fucking Beverly Hills people. That's what it is. Ever since that fucking day, dude. What is it? What is what's today? Wednesday? Last Wednesday. I think it was last Wednesday. Last Tuesday. It's been through it's since Tuesday. Since last Tuesday, I've been in this fucking angry mode. I'm standing now because I'm realizing stuff. <laughs> this is much longer than I thought. I thought I was gonna go. And then I went into this ha- hole. I don't even know how I'm gonna wrap it up because I don't know what the original point was. But I think I'm realizing stuff about the way. Tuesday rubbed me the wrong way, man. Today is Wednesday, October 2nd, by the way. But, uh, shit, you know? It sucks to have you show up and then feel like you're not being received because the other people have expectations of how things should go. I don't give a fuck what people are giving themselves as a self-prophecy. I don't give a fuck what they think their accomplishments are and what their shit is. I'm interested in how you overcame, how you react to things. What's going on with your eating? What do you laugh at? What are you sensitive about? Like, that's the kind of shit I care about. I don't give a fuck about your real estate opinion, about your opinion on basketball. Shove it up your ass, dude. I don't care about any of that. And that's what makes it hard to communicate with fellow men sometimes because the conversations are so fucking on the surface that it's like, I will bash myself against this wall because it'll be more interesting than staring your fucking twitchy eye. Drink less, dude. Sisters, what's going on with their fucking brothers, man? (laughs) Holy shit. I'm not saying I'm better than any of them, though. I like. I hope that's not coming across as like, what's wrong with everyone? Why am I so good? Dude, I 
have a shit ton of stuff going on with me. Of course, I'm trying. But the one thing I try to bring to the table as as a part of my responsibility in a 50-50 conversation, hopefully if it's 50-50, sometimes I find myself having an 80-20 conversation when it's 80% at me. And once in a while, I get to say something like, uh-huh. But as that 50%, I think what I can bring to the table that is my most responsible thing is awareness and groundedness to be able to, you know, take in information, react to them and listen and be there. When I'm listening to someone, I fucking make that an excuse to only listen to that because I'm like, holy, holy shit. For however long this person is talking or I'm hanging out with them, I don't have to worry about my shit or other stuff or just bullshit thoughts, you know? What a good excuse to quote-unquote meditate. That's my promise to myself at least, you know? That's what I can bring. I trust myself to do that. And I wish I could trust people with the same. Every fucking interaction is is a is a is a roulette. It's a game of roulette. I'm still happy to be here though. I still like people. I just wish we would stop playing bullshit with each other. Fucking characters and stuff. Like, what's the point? Especially online characters. People who believe they're, like, artists because their Instagrams are pretty. Go fuck yourself. Myself included. It doesn't matter. There's a woman in London who loves this song. It's called País Nublado by Halado Negro. Spanish and English. He said, I haven't lost my mind thinking about you. I don't know what he says after. listened all the way to here wow congratulations to both of us 
making it this far. You have no no idea how many times in my head I thought, this is bullshit, just stop. Re restart, you know? But it all came out, whatever it is. I already don't remember. I know I was talking about myself. What else do I have to talk about, you know? But I don't remember all the steps. Excited to find out about what I've said later through someone else. <laughs> it's the way of the world. All right. Well, I'm gonna gonna go live life now and um, decide decide how we have gotten here. This this new melody. I always liked electric guitars, but from like 2016 to like like a year ago, I wasn't listening to him much, but I'm starting to think that that might change. And we'll see what that means. I love you and I hate you. Talk to you soon.